Mama Harris, and this is my curious little podcast of whispered ramblings and whispered readings, which I hope will help to calm and tranquilize those pesky squirrels in your brain so you can relax and fall asleep. This is episode Thank you. 
curious names for eggnog. What the heck does the word nog mean? And there's lots of theories. Other sweet, boozy holiday drinks like mulled wine and pearl. Why eggnog used to be a drink of the rich and elite? Why the boozy part of some eggnog recipes has changed throughout history? What a Tom and Jerry is? And if you're like me, I thought it was just a cartoon. But it's not just a cartoon. How eggnog was used as a medical treatment. <laughs> and I'll finish with some varieties of eggnog from around the world. Hopefully hearing about Eggnog will put you in a nice calm state so you can fall asleep more easily. And getting to sleep has never been easy for me, which is what inspired me to start this podcast. I just usually lie there for an hour or more with my squirrels chattering away. I've tried meditation, mindfulness, yoga, and counting sheep. Look, counting sheep doesn't distract my squirrels because it is just way too boring. But recently, I've tried NuCalm. It's a new method for relaxation and a sponsor of this episode. The thing I love the most about NuCalm is just how simple it is. You just sit there quietly with a biosignal disc on your wrist while listening to acoustic software with your eyes closed and magical relaxation happens. It's like sitting in a blissful hammock and being swayed by the gentle hand of science. <laughs> I came up with that this morning. See, the, the gentle hand of science is the technology of Newcom, which <laughs> I know you probably understood the first time I said it. My wife makes fun of me that I over-explain things. Anyway, there's no drugs, no side effects, and it all costs less than a daily cup of coffee. Do what I did. Own the day with Newcom by using my special link. Get 50% off.
of your 30-day subscription to a new com and their money-back guarantee by going to whispersnewcom.com. That's whispers. This is something I do every winter 
other big 
question is, how does this affect you if you're not one of my podcast supporters on Patreon? It does mean that there won't be any new episodes posted on this podcast until I return around January 17th. episodes during my break, then come on over and join my podcast supporters on Patreon, and you'll get immediate access to all 232 prior episodes of this podcast, all 50 bonus episodes of the bonus podcast, which are strange things like me whispering outside, uh, reading stories that I've written, reading letters I've written while I was in college, sounds of me eating, drinking, sounds of me typing on a keyboard, sounds of me crinkling and folding paper, and sounds of me tapping. <laughs> also, there's episodes of me talking in my normal voice, and a bunch of super long two-hour whisper episodes. Oh, and also, supporters get to watch my three behind-the-scenes videos showing how I create each episode, all the equipment I've purchased trying to improve my audio quality, and my cozy recording space, which has been described as a wonderful place to meditate, or it looks like that. So the summary is, I'll be taking my winter break for about six weeks. During that time, I will be posting new bonus episodes on the bonus podcast for all my patrons. And then I'll post my next episode on this podcast around January 17th, 2021, and announce the winners of the big giveaway. some new feedback from you. Here is an email I received from Maddie. And here's what it said. I just wanted to make sure that I took a second to say thank you. My husband and I work very fast-paced, high-stress jobs as first responders. I started listening to your podcast as a way to calm my mind after a crazy day. I've always had issues with sleeping, and I would usually lay awake for hours, letting my squirrels run wild. 
ever since discovering your podcast, it's so much easier to relax and fall asleep. Most recently, my husband, a disabled army veteran turned big city paramedic, started listening as well. The podcast has allowed him to fall asleep quickly, and I've noticed that he seems to be having less disruptive nightmares. I know life is very busy, and I'm very appreciative that you chose to use your time to help others by making this podcast. Thank you, Maddie, and I hope you received my email reply. I want to thank you again for the kind words and wonderful feedback. Being a first responder is definitely a high-stress job, and I'm happy that my podcast is able to help people like you and your husband who are helping others. I was also thinking about what you said about your husband having less nightmares, and it made me wonder if we fall asleep to our squirrel chatter, then that's usually something negative so we'll have negative dreams, but if you fall asleep to anything with more positive chatter, then maybe that helps prevent that. I'm not sure if I thought about that before. It, it seems, I guess, pretty obvious, but maybe it's always good to listen to something positive right before we fall asleep. Well, thank you again, and keep up your terrific work, and I hope you both continue to get your well-deserved rest. All right, on to tonight's mini Whisperpedia. select sections and details from the Wikipedia article titled Eggnog. I'll start first with a summary. Eggnog is a rich, chilled, sweetened, dairy-based beverage. It is known historically as milk punch or egg milk alcohol is added. It is traditionally made with milk, cream, sugar, whipped egg whites, and egg yolks, which give it a frothy texture and part of its name. In some contexts, distilled spirits, such as brandy, rum, whiskey, or bourbon are added to the drink. Throughout Canada and the United States, eggnog is traditionally consumed over the Christmas season 
from late October until the end of the holiday season. A variety has been made and consumed in Venezuela and Trinidad since the 1900s, also as part of the Christmas season. During that time, commercially prepared eggnog is sold in grocery stores in these countries. Eggnog is also homemade, using milk, eggs, sugar, and flavorings, and served with cinnamon or nutmeg. While eggnog is often served chilled, in some cases it is warmed, particularly on cold days, similar to the way mulled wine is served warm. This next section is for word nerds, and it gets into the terminology and word origin of eggnog. The Modern Bartender's Guide from 1878 lists many variant names for the drink. It distinguishes plain eggnog, egg milk punch and milk punch from one another. It also includes variants such as Baltimore eggnog, General Jackson eggnog, Imperial eggnog, Sherry Cobbler eggnog, Sherry Cobbler with egg, Mald Claret with egg, Egg Sour, Saratoga Egg Lemonade, also called Sea Breeze. The origins, etymology, and the ingredients used to make original eggnog drinks are debated. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, nog was a kind of strong beer brewed in East Anglia. The first known use of the word nog was in 1693. Alternatively, nog may stem from noggin, a Middle English term for a small, carved, wooden mug used to serve alcohol. However, the British drink was also called an egg flip practice of flipping, rapidly pouring the mixture between two pitchers to mix it. One dictionary lists the word eggnog as being an Americanism invented in 1765 to 1775. Babson College professor Frederick Douglass Opie wrote that the term is a combination of two colonial slang words. Rum was referred to as grog, and bartenders served it in small wooden mugs called noggins. The drink first became known as egg and grog, and later contracted to eggnog. Ben's 
executive editor for vocabulary.com, disputes the egg and grog theory as lacking proof. Zimmer states that the term nog may be related to the Scottish term nug or nugged ale, meaning ale warmed with a hot poker. The online etymology dictionary states that the term eggnog is an American term introduced in 1775 consisting of the words egg and nog with nog meaning strong ale. The first example of the term eggnog was in 1775 when Maryland clergyman and philologist Jonathan Boucher wrote a poem about the drink. The first printed use of the term appeared in the New Jersey Journal in 1788, which referred to a young man drinking a glass of eggnog. An 1869 dictionary entry for eggnog defines it as a mixture of wine, spirits, eggs, and sugar, without any mention of dairy products. The next section is about the history and development of eggnog. While culinary historians debate its exact lineage, most agree eggnog originated from the early medieval British drink called posset. Posset was made with hot milk that was curdled with wine or ale and flavored with spices. In the Middle Ages, posset was used as a cold and flu remedy and eggs were sometimes added. According to Time magazine, by the 13th century, monks were known to drink a posset with eggs and figs. A 17th century recipe for My Lord of Carlisle's Sack Posset uses a heated mixture of cream, whole cinnamon, mace, nutmeg, 18 egg yolks, 8 egg whites, and 1 pint of sack wine which is a fortified white wine related to sherry. At the end, sugar, ambergris, and animal musk are stirred in. Posset was traditionally served in two-handled pots. Eggnog is not the only mixed, sweetened alcohol drink associated with the winter season. Mulled wine, or wassail, is a drink made by ancient Greeks and Romans with sweetened, spiced wine. When the drink spread to Britain, the locals switched to the more widely available alcohol, hard cider, to make their malt beverages. During the Victorian era, Britain's drink pearl 
mixture of gin, warm beer, sugar, bitter herbs, and spices. In the colonial era in America, the drink was transformed into a ale and rum-based flip, warmed with a hot poker. In Britain, eggnog was originally popular among the aristocracy. Milk, eggs, and sherry were foods of the wealthy, so eggnog was often used in toasts to prosperity and good health. Those who could afford milk and eggs and costly spirits mixed the eggnog with brandy, Madeira wine, or sherry to make a drink similar to modern alcoholic eggnog. The drink crossed the Atlantic to the British colonies during the 18th century. Since brandy and wine were heavily taxed, rum from the triangular trade with the Caribbean was a cost-effective substitute. The inexpensive liquor coupled with plentiful farm and dairy products available to colonists, helped the drink become very popular in America. When the supply of rum to the newly founded United States was reduced as a consequence of the American Revolutionary War, Americans turned to domestic whiskey, and eventually bourbon in particular, as a substitute. In places in the American colonies, where even bourbon was too expensive, homemade moonshine spirits were added to eggnog. Eggnog became tied to the holidays when it was adopted in the United States in the 1700s. Records show that the first U.S. president, George Washington, served an eggnog-like drink to visitors, which included rye whiskey, rum, and sherry. Tom and Jerry is a form of hot eggnog that was once popular. The Tom and Jerry was invented by British journalist Peter Segan in the 1820s, using brandy and rum added to eggnog and served hot, usually in a mug or a bowl. It is a traditional Christmas time cocktail in the United States. In a similar way to how Posset was drunk as a cold remedy in the medieval era, there is evidence that eggnog was also used as a medical treatment. In 1892, Scientific Journal article proposes the use of eggnog to treat grip, commonly known as the flu, along with ammonium chloride to treat the cough and quinine to cure the illness. And I'll finish with some global eggnog variations. In the American South, Eggnog is made with bourbon. 
Just ready to fall asleep right now. <laughs>